check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value Virginia We Are Cavan podcast um, from from the Cana House studios here in Caventown. Delighted to be joined again by Michael Hannan and Paul Fitzpatrick, the sports editor of the anglo Celt, and of course I'm Damien Donoghue. We, uh, we're, we're going to discuss the Cavan club scene here um, at football level and, and, and kind of ask the question, because we were debating before we went on air, has the standard in Cavan club football gone down in the last three, four years, or has it gone up? As in, a number of years ago, we'd say, you made the point, Paul, earlier, that we say the Cavan Gales team at the peak of their powers were a 10 in Cavan, and the other clubs were a 9 or an 8. But um, now, you know, is it that Cavan, have co- the Cavan Gales have come back to an 8, and the other clubs are up around an 8, or maybe they've gone back to a 6? Well, what I think is, if the get the Gales were in the, they're at their peak. If 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 we took ten out of ten as a marker, okay. So the Gales, I'm not saying they were ten out ten out of ten time, team, but let's let's uh, designate them ten points. The other good teams in the county, the Mullerhorns and and Garners and Kingsford's at the time, they were probably a seven. And if the Gales if the Gales dipped and played an eight point five performance, and the other teams upped their game, played above themselves to an eight point five, it was fifty fifty, and anyone could win that. Now I think the Gales have dipped a lot. They're not, they're not a 10 anymore. They don't have all those great players in the prime that they had. The Gales are more like a 7, but I feel that the other teams, a lot of them are down to like a 6. If you look at, say, uh, and Mickey will tell us because he's played against a lot of these teams as well, but if you look at the, the Kingscourt team, for example, that's playing at the minute, are they, are they anywhere near as good? They lost the county final last year by a point. But how, how would that team have done against their 2010 team when you had the likes of Mossy Malone with a lot less miles on the clock? You had Ryan McCormick, you had... Um, Tommy Wakey when he was a bit younger, he's fellas like that. Look at Kilishandra, Damien. Kilishandra, um, no disrespect to them, they're they're a good team and they've obviously worked very hard on on their game. But eleven of the Kilishandra team that played against Lacken last last Saturday night had had played in an intermediate quarter final, which they lost three years ago. So it's not like they're a, a new team, and they're not. They weren't eighteen back then. They weren't far off it. Paddy King, Daratai, they would have been at that stage, maybe. 20 yeah, yeah um, okay 20 and even sorry Killian O'Reilly would have been something similar Connor Smith cornerback would have been something actually younger he would have been only 17 at the time so no no Connor Smith played he, was, he minor. was minor in 2011 so I don't know 2012 so he'd have been 19 like Paddy King would have been 20 21 but anyway the point the point is 11 of that team couldn't win an intermediate quarter final three years ago now they're in a senior semi final and winning games convincingly in senior football. My question is, are, what does that say about the championship? Surely that, that doesn't say the standards got harder anyway. It's surely it's got a bit easier. <laughs> <laughs> we both look at Mike and Adam. <laughs> you're, you're looking at me like I have the answers here. Uh, I played that devil. I, I, I understand completely what you're saying, and I think you're probably 
probably right, but let's just play devil's advocate here for a second, okay? <laughs> that's but, the, that's as close as he ever came to saying that I was right about anything. <laughs> to agree with you. That's because okay. you're not right too often, Paul. <laughs> All right. Like, there's a couple of things have happened in the last five or six years that would, would lend you to believe that the standards have dropped, right? The big one is the way football is being played. It's completely changed in terms of every team out there, or not every team, but, you know, seven out of ten teams out there will play at some point in the year, they'll play a defensive type of system against some team, okay? And playing that way is the great leveller. You know, it, it can bring, it can make a game a, way more competitive than it should be in terms of, um, you know, a weak team can suddenly find themselves able to compete with a team that should be blowing them away. If a strong team does it against a weak team, just forget about it. That's more or less what we saw happen with Rammer and Castle Rahan at the weekend. But the second thing is what, what's happening is it's making it really, really hard for good players to stand out. So you can say, you may look at the Gales team now and say, well, you know, doesn't, they don't have those players that they had in their prime back, you know, six, seven, eight years ago. And okay, yeah, they don't. But, but what you're looking at now, who's to say if you didn't pick out one or two of those players and dropped them into that Gales team, that they wouldn't have shone the way some of those Gales players did five or six years ago, because they would have had the space and the time to do it. But they just don't have that anymore, you know? So that that's an argument to be made. Kind of well, you know. Yeah, I'd I'd agree. Standards have dropped. How much have they dropped? I don't know. They've dropped probably a little bit, but I wouldn't say that the drop has been massive. I just say there's a lot of things that have happened that are skewing the picture a little bit. But it, well, the point that you're making earlier on, Paul, uh, whether it be that Calvin Gales have come back to the pack, or has the pack come up that wee bit further, I would have to say that in general. You have to make, or I don't think it's an argument. The pack has to have been proved because you look at county teams a few years ago had nothing but, well, sorry, nothing but, but they were dominated by Cavan Gales players. You know, there would be seven, eight players on a Cavan panel and definitely on a Cavan team, four or five, for for a long time. Now Cavan Gales aren't dominating it. In fact, they they might have two. You know, so yeah. But Damien, the reason for that is the Gale, the Gales have have dipped, as we all agree. So they mightn't have as many county players, county standard players as, as they had, but you still have to have 30 players on your panel. So you've got other fellas are filling in positions on squads that wouldn't have got near a squad. But surely the Calvin panel is better now than it was five, six years ago. I don't, I don't actually know if it is or not. Well, the results know. alone. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at Michael, who was part of the panel. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but I, I the results ha- would say... I always thought they had good players back then, but the, the, the results, they didn't get the results for whatever reason. But I think that there's a lot but of. But surely the results are the only thing we can actually factually measure here, and therefore the Cavan panel currently is better than it was five years well, ago. Well, you're making the point that that all the other teams have moved up, and I I started by saying, have Kingsford moved on from where they were? No, they have gone back. Well, I disagree actually, and and, and I didn't want to. Well, cut let me across finish, you. and then you can disagree. <laughs> have Mullahorn moved I'll on? Step outside, lads. <laughs> <laughs> have have Mullahorn moved on from where they were a couple of years ago? I don't think I don't think Mullahorn. They're still reliant on a lot of the same players that they had, who are whose prime is long gone. They're still good players. Known by Paul Brady, Philip Brady, Shawnee Smith, and um, all these guys are still the backbone of their team, and uh, they're all they're still good players, but. They're not in their prime anymore, and yet they're still do- they're still the, the backbone of that side. Um, okay, Casaran probably yeah they've probably come on a bit. Um, then who who are your other main contenders? Are Balanya have they have they come on? I honestly don't think Balanya have come on that much. Look at their personnel, Mickey. You made the point before that it was it was the same Balanya team nearly the one in intermediate all those years ago that came right through and got up to the top of senior football, and they've brought in a few. 
but not that many. And you have to remember, McDermott came into that team that won the Ulster Intermediate when he was only seventeen as well. So have Balina are Balina well, any better than they were say three years ago? Okay, which 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 one will I start first? Kings Court. You're talking about the 2010 team. Joe Dillon was only a cub at that stage. Barry Riley was only a cub at well, that stage. Well, you can't factor in Joe Dillon as your first name you mentioned because he's played a game and an extra time in over a year of football and he, he made a good impact in extra time when the player was ragged and broken up and he was coming in. But he was anonymous last Sunday. Okay, well, Barry Riley you can definitely factor in when you're comparing 2010 to now. Yeah. And, you're, and he's are a you huge s- advantage. Well, Barry was on that team in 2010, don't forget. But, but the question is, is Barry better now than he was then? Exactly. Well, I question that too, yeah. I think he's way better, personally. And 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 we'll throw in Park Faulkner on top of that. Okay, well, you can cancel out your Park Faulkner by, by talking about it. <laughs> I'll trade you and on. A, a, a 20-year-old Park Faulkner against a, a 28-year-old Thomas Wakeley, who, in my opinion, was one of the best footballer defenders in Cavan for years there. Like, Possibly different positions. Well, one's Fulton's a fullback, one's a centre half, centre back, or a midfielder. And and throwing on Mas- top of that, Massey Maloney was brilliant. You had Ryan McCormick. Who was I'll ma- take I'll take your Massey Maloney and I'll trade it a Philip Tinley now. Massey yeah, Maloney, two thousand and ten, or Philip Tinley now. Philip, um, now, as in now, when we speak, an injured Philip Tinley that hasn't played well in this championship. Uh, this year, I'm talking about Philip Tinley in general. This year has been good. Well, he's been injured most of the year. Not quite. Well, and and it's debatable whether he was injured at the weekend. Well, OK. Philip Tinley this year, that's so brilliant. Was he injured? You're saying no. Why did he not start? So we, he's been so good that he can't make his club team. But, yeah, I still think that Mossy Malone... I'd, I'd take a Philip Tinley this year than Mossy Malone in 2010. Mossy Malone was very good in 2010, but Philip Tinley, to me, is a big, big improvement. Like I, My, my debate, and I, I'll bring it back again to external, external comparisons. In, in the last number of years we haven't been that terribly competitive when the, the senior champions get out last year Calvin Gill should have beaten Schlockneedle that went all the way to the All-Ireland final now surely that's that in itself is but, the measure yeah but sure, if you're using that as a measure what about the Gales actually beating St. Gauls and, the, and St. Gauls going on to win those clubs around that time another year you think the Gales should have beaten Schlockneedle they were six points up against St. Gauls in, in the years St. Gauls actually won the All-Ireland so that's not a new thing that's not a, that's not a barometer well, why, why is that not a barometer? Because they've done, that's not a new thing. You're you're making the point that 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 shows how close they are, but should they, were, they were that close in the past. Yeah, so therefore it's still the barometer. So if they were that close in the past and they're still that close, then they're still at that level, or or the Cavan clubs are at that level. The rest, well, of them no, have Saint, come up. Saint Gaul, they beat St. Gauls who won in All Ireland. They also had St. Gauls beaten who won in All Ireland. Stockney got to a final; they didn't actually win in All Ireland. Okay, but it's still it's still comparable. There or thereabouts, I think is the point. Imagine your wedding day with unparalleled service, commanding views and mature grounds on one of Ireland's most beautiful family-run countryside estates. Located on our private shores of Loch Sheelan, Crover House Hotel in Cavan offers a personal service to each couple. A limited number of 2016 wedding packages are still available. Call 049-8540-206 today. Our unique location for your unique occasion. Crover House Hotel. Look, standards, I think, the best team has probably dropped a little bit and the rest of the teams more or less maintained where they're at. I wouldn't say there's been... Uh, I, think, I think what's really happened is a whole load of other factors have skewed the way we perceive football and the way we think about things at the moment in time. But has standards dropped? If you were to pull players out, are they less skillful? Are they less fit? Are they less athletic? I don't know if you can say that. You know, I don't. I really don't know if you can. Like you're, you're, you're well, I know, I know. Mossy Maloney was whatever. I'm, not gonna, I'm talking to people in Kingscourt, and they're telling me that there's people, that, there's fellas on the Kingscourt team now 
who are who are thirty or the wrong side of it that couldn't make a Kingsford team their whole careers, and they're making it now. And I don't want to name any names, but that's not a good sign of a team. I'm telling you that Balinya, in my opinion, are not much better than they were three or four years ago. Well, yeah. I, I, well, well, Mullahorn, I think, are a worse team than they were three or four years ago. Okay, but I'll, I'll bring us back to the Paul Brady argument. Paul Brady, to me, in my mind, had the best footballing year he ever had last year. Last year? Mm. Who beat them last year? Last year they lost uh, Balenia beat them. Or quarterfinal. Yeah, yeah right? to Balenia. Paul Brady's football that he played that year was, to, was, to my mind, to my eye, when I was watching him, he was fitter, faster, stronger and playing better than he'd ever played. Yeah, I, I wouldn't agree with that. I thought he played well the year to won the championship. Look, I'm not saying... Yeah, he did, he did, absolutely. But I think the way he was playing last year and... I, I saw him play about three games, including the group stages, and I, I just said, "There's a guy, there's a guy who's actually playing better than he's ever played yeah, okay, at I, his age." Yeah, at his age, fair enough. I'm not. I think he's brilliant. I guess anyone's getting. Wrong, we're not here to run down Paul Brady or anyone else, but <laughs> I don't think you can say that a thirty-five-year-old Paul Brady is actually better than a twenty-five-year-old Paul Brady. Okay, That's well, I'll let you, let you in a conversation I had with Paul Brady, and I asked him regards his handball. How long did he think he could keep going? And he said, shrugged his shoulder and said, I don't know. And I said, well, you know, surely as you get older, you're going to slow down. And he'd stop me and he says, he goes, Mickey, the gap is widening between me and everyone else. In handball, yeah. In handball, right? And this went on to our conversation about football. And then I just, as I left the conversation, I walked away and I said, that's, you know, he's right there. And that, I wasn't imagining what I was thinking when I saw him playing football. He'd actually, he had physically improved because he knows what he's at. So, but like, Okay, Mullahorn. Well, look, he's still their best player. Yeah, so, so not that Mullahorn aren't the team that they were a few years ago. But I Th- thank you. <laughs> but <laughs> but the, the, it's it's a real sort of hard argument to win or lose either way here that you started here, boys. <laughs> I mean, my view that there's no, you know, there, there's 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 no way at the end of this podcast we're going to be saying <laughs> okay, we're all in agreement that. Yeah, but the, the, look, you look at the, the other contenders. That's my point. We talked about a big six or a big seven this year. But when you really break down the nuts and bolts of it, are Rammer better than they were in 2008 when they got to a semi-final and lost to the Gales? Like, they're not better. They're definitely not better. They're probably worse. Mm. Can, like, well, they showed can, that at the can, weekend. Can I, can I... Lacking the same. Club V is Cavan's best over 21s entertainment venue. With state-of-the-art lighting and sound system, VIP room with bar as well as a cocktail bar, outdoor heated and fully seated smoking area so you can sit, relax and take time to catch up with friends. Club V opens every Saturday night and holiday Sunday at 11pm. To find out more about Club V and our upcoming events, follow us on Twitter or become a fan on Facebook. Club V Virginia at the Riverfront Hotel. Can I throw it then a slightly different way of looking at it? Then instead of looking at it as just individual teams, as in our Mullahorn better or our Ballyhays better or whatever way you want to break it down, you you brought up the point, Michael, that you know our players now currently fitter, faster, stronger than they were maybe five years ago. Like personally, I think that the standard of club footballer is better in Cavan than it than it ever has been, for the simple reason that. I was looking at photographs and we'll have them up on the website um, in a while but of Kilishandra and we were talking on the live broadcast of the Kilishandra lacking game about their physique and I have to eat my words on it 
they're absolutely monster. They're yeah. they're so well defined. They've got they've got they're obviously doing a lot of weights and not just light fecking weights. These boys are pumping, and you can see the definition across them. Now across County Cavan, you'll go to a lot of games. I remember we played. From Guna a couple of years back, and you commented on Enda McCormick and Craig Shorten and lads like that in Drumble that are so well defined. We're seeing currently the first time in Cavan where we have a lot of lads who enjoy going to the gym who play a lot of football. To me, the standard of the club footballer has improved in Cavan on the back of that. No? Let Mickey answer that. I don't think necessarily lifting weights is improving. Sorry, but it, well, it's inclu- I, for me, it's improving their speed, their athleticism. And and probably their their ability on the to hold off tackles certain fundamentals. It's not obviously it's not going to improve their skill. Yeah. Okay. But I I think that. Uh, Thanks that, for letting me address that there, bro. <laughs> I, th- I think that some some fellas get into lifting weights and get into the whole gym culture, and it probably it probably hinders the football more than anything. They might look the part. They might fill out the jersey a bit better. But I'm 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 I I no, think you, that's you, I think that's an old perception. Well, that Hodges, he's just we've he, seen that happen with with Cavan, a couple of Cavan players in the last few years that have got too big. I'm going to have to ask you to name somebody. I can't think of anybody that's got too big that it's ruined their football. Well, I I thought David Givney got put on bulked up a lot and put on a lot of muscle and wasn't as mobile as he was. And like he was a is was and is a great footballer, but. I thought there was a couple more like that. Yeah. I don't know if he if he lost mobility. Uh, he he was beginning to lose mobility. Yeah, was he? he okay. Yeah, he took it. He, see, and this was the problem. And I know myself from when I first started training with the Cavan team. Like all the expertise that came in came in from rugby backgrounds, and all the gym programs that we had probably were too much based on adding muscle to to the to, to our frames rather than actually adding uh, strength. So you know you can get stronger without getting bigger and. But of course, at the time, you know, and there's a there's a happy medium there. Usually, most people come in when they start lifting for the first time. They need to add a bit of muscle, but then you, you need to realize that yeah, too much in the wrong places will actually hinder your mobility. On the Givney thing, yeah, I'd say during his last season, he certainly looked like a player that wasn't as mobile as he had been. Uh, you have to carry all that all that around on a pitch, like, and if you're playing midfield and trying to carry all that around, it it can take its toll on you. You know, I I noticed this year, like even. Um, Looking at Grode McKeon, like he'd slimmed down this year compared to what he had mm. done the previous year, and like that, that can be, a, you know, that can just be the effect of someone with a good work ethic being misguided when they hit get into the gym, you know. And I'd say, you know, even let's say with Grode there, when he would have went in, like he'd be all or nothing kind of guy, and he just would have absolutely trained, 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 and probably overdone it in terms of the type of weights he was lifting, and. Uh, you know, whoever got hold of him and told him, "Look, we we just have to change things a little bit." D- done the world of good from because he played a hell of a lot better this year than he had played the year before. You know, and don't forget he was coming back from that cruciate, cruciate. So he would have been, you know, in the gym a lot more than maybe he uh, he would be in in another in a normal year. If if you're talking again, we we we'll, we'll use your expertise. I know that a few lads that I know when they talk about what they're trying to do in the gym and and doing a lot of work to improve their football. They try to mirror it on American footballers, as in the the the, the runners, the the linebackers. Is that what they're called? That are basically the outside receivers, yeah, the lads who need the speed, yeah. the wide receivers. They need the speed, but they still need to have all that muscle to be able to hold on. So, you know, 
is is that is that the type of area r- more so than rugby that they should be mirroring or not not really because those wide receivers only play three four second plays and then they get to stand around for you know a number of seconds mm. so you you have to um you know for all the muscle that you add or all the strength that you add you also have to make sure they have to be adding endurance as well an element of endurance because you know there's no point and i would have fallen into this trap myself of maybe being extremely you know, having worked extremely hard on, on speed and all that kind of stuff, but after two or three runs, your 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 tongue is out <laughs> and yeah. you're gasping for breath, and you're it doesn't matter you know how quick your initial speed was, it's left you because suddenly your body's flooded with acid because you haven't done the the speed endurance work as well or enough of it or the endurance work. So, uh, look, you know, just to bring it back up, the point Paul made there earlier about oh, you know, weights doesn't. You know, it doesn't necessarily make you a better footballer. Like, if you think of all the time you spend on a pitch, how much of that time do you actually have the ball in your hands? Okay, like lifting weights certainly won't make you better at doing the things that you need to do when you have the ball in your hands, apart from maybe holding on to possession if you're getting tackled. But it will certainly make you better at all the other things that you do when you don't have the ball in your hands, such as, you know, it can help you make you stronger, it can help you make you more agile, it can help you with your acceleration, with your deceleration. So all of that's going to come into play, A, if you're trying to mark a man, B, if you're trying to get away from a man. It can, um, you know, it, it can improve your top end speed. It can improve. You can lift them in a certain way that'll improve your uh, speed endurance. So it it can help all those other facets of your game, outside of what you do when you have the ball in your hands. So, would I be correct in saying that a, an extremely good performance by a player would be to touch the ball thirty times in a game of football? Well, uh, yeah, midfielder maybe or a midfielder yeah. exactly thirty times, and a maximum amount of time you're going to spend on the ball is two to three, maybe four seconds. Uh, in total, no, as in, in each touch, each time, or oh, probably less, but yeah, 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 yeah. you know, a max, a maximum, we say maximum, four yeah, seconds yeah. would be a very long oh, time very to spend on the ball. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you're you're talking about if you say thirty, you're talking about one hundred and twenty seconds mm. on on the ball in the entire seventy minutes at intercounty level. Mm. So there, there definitely has to be room for what you're saying for basically making sure that the rest of the time your legs, your arms, everything is, is strong enough to get you through the rest of it. Yeah, well, Declan McKernan, I think that's where we started with this. Declan McKernan did say um, after after we interviewed him afterwards that they put in a, cl- a gym in the club for the first time ever and he said that a lot of lads finally got into strength and condition they hadn't done much of it before. But we did. We talked about it on the on the broadcast the other night as well. That is their big strength is literally their, it's just that. They're huge. <laughs> They said that someone tweeted us and said that from number eight to number fifteen, there's only one guy that's not six foot one or over. And that's Sean McKernan. I'm, so, s- I'm still, I'm still going to take the, the measuring tape out to Daniel Luby. <laughs> yeah, there's a photograph of him in tomorrow's Celt, and he's a big lad. Like he's jumping in to palm that ball into the net, and he is. He's a big yeah. man there. Yeah, and fairness to them, they, they, like seeing them coming off the field, they are they're, they're physically very big. In fairness, they, they really yeah, they've are. definitely worked hard. Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one toward the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. But as you said, Mickey, um, it's it's tactics as well. That's the way it's broken. And we saw with Collins last year as well, getting to a semi final. It, it levels the playing field. Yeah, and you can get that every year. Like, you know, I'm not saying kill a Chandra or the Kukulans of this year. Who knows? They could go on and win the thing. Um, 
but like you can get that if you go back over the years you know you, you know you you were talking about Kingscourt but shortly before Kingscourt had won their their championship Kingscourt were playing in division 2 that's yeah, right. they came up, they, they won a division 2 league title they won, they got relegated done nothing for a year then the next thing they won a league title came up won a championship so yeah but they were, it's a different case to Kilchander because they weren't Wallowing in, in intermediate for five or six years, like yeah, my my point is this: it was the same bunch of players in Kingscourt that were playing Division Two that got relegated down to Division Two that ended up winning a senior championship. So you know, and you were saying about a guy playing on the team that didn't get playing maybe years ago, and Kingscourt guys, it's unbelievable what a change of a manager can do and how they can influence someone and how they can get more out of one guy. Um, you know that you know somebody could could have a lot of untapped potential that nobody else could get out of them. You know, so. Yeah, and, and the it's other point, point being yeah. that a younger player isn't always a better player. You know, as in, I, I, I'll take the example within my own club again. Kevin Downey could never make a senior team until he was probably 27, 28 years of age. And then he's, he all of a sudden now is a, a mainstay on the senior team consistently now. And we went from when we were intermediate, he couldn't make the senior team and when we went on up into senior, he was a mainstay on it. So, you know, youth isn't always... A benefit, so it, you know it's I. I just don't look at it's. It's an argument that's not going to be answered. I know, but there are many players who are better at at, at thirty three than they are twenty eight. Is as is the case with I'm arguing with say Massimo Malone or whoever. Yeah, I don't know. I I personally think a lot of the time you'll see the the player at thirty three if he keeps himself in reasonable shape. He can get to a ball a whole lot easier. He he looks like he has more time on it because he's so used to everything that goes on around him. So, you know, if if a player going into that period of his life looks after himself, to me he is better than he was. If he continues to look after himself in the same way as he did when he was 28, a player at 33 then is a better footballer than he was at 28, in my opinion. What do you think, Michael? No, I'm going to go with Paul. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think you're talking about, like, he, he's more aware. I think that experience, he should have learned that experience between 18 and 24. Like, what experience, extra experience will you learn between 28 and So you're and saying by the time you're 28, you've learned everything that needs to be no, learned? No, no, no. But I'm saying you've made, the, you've made the biggest leap in your learning by the time you're 28. And but you're uh, still learning. Yeah, absolutely. You can still learn. But the, whatever, incre- argue, whatever, whatever increments you learn between 28 and 33... <laughs> Probably will be, you know, a ten percent in will uh, be compared to the ninety you've learned. Yeah, will if you compare that with whatever uh, losses you f- physically you, you may occur between twenty eight and thirty three, you think that the two would balance out what, what, or sway the other way, even slightly my, in Paul's favor. But what my point is is that if you're looking after yourself the same way at thirty three as you were at twenty eight, why why it's like Paul Brady said the earlier on, why do you have to be worse? Than you yeah. were. F- f- physically, what we know is that we're, we're going to have it. <laughs> you're not <laughs> going to. I've got two hours now. For this. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to be any. Uh, you, there's no absolutely no reason why you'd be any slower, right? Uh, but what can happen is your ability to recover de- diminishes greatly. So there's very few. Now Paul Brady is more or less training trains like a professional. There's very few pe- players able to do what he uh, what he does to allow himself recover the way he's able to recover like there's very few players like to do with that you need to be going and getting massages three times a week getting your hips loosened out getting all that kind of stuff that tightens up as you get older there's very few 28 29 30 31 32 33 year olds able to do that to the level that he's doing that so you know certainly if if you there's no reason let's say if you're playing at a at a county level 
where you have the resources and the time and people are, are willing to put that in that you can't actually... Like, look at Kerry. I think this is one of the best things that Fitzmaurice is doing with the Kerry team. He's keeping those players like Paul Galvin involved. Like, Darren O'Sullivan has had two uh, operations on his hips, you know? Mm. Operation on either hip. And yet, look at him now. It took two years for him to get back to a level where that he was at. But they've just kept managing him, nurturing, bringing him along, bringing him along, keeping him involved. Because And he, he could play if he wanted now. He could play for another three, four, five years. Something like that happens, you know, in, in, in different counties. Or even it happens at club career. Like, it's... it's, it's Finish. Yeah, well, it, it can be, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is. A, it, I, I agree with the point, all right, that not every player can put in the time and resources that Paul does put in so it, it does make a difference so I suppose in closing Paul we'll ask you the question then has this changed your mind is Cavan Club football better than it was a few years ago no it's not <laughs> it's, it's, abso- it's absolutely not because the best team by, by common consensus aren't, aren't as good as they were and uh, the, the, most of the other contenders in my opinion aren't as good as they were but it's still an exciting championship it's, the Gales have slipped the most I think because they were, they were the furthest ahead they're still they're still out in front, in my opinion. Well, the next couple of weeks will tell a tale, but I, I I think at this moment in time they're still they're still out in front, but they're out in front by less, and they're not they're not reaching that benchmark that they hit. But the other teams aren't aren't like I don't think Kingscourt are where they were five years ago. Absolutely not. So Michael, has the standard of club football slipped in Cavan over the last? We'll put a five year period on it. Yeah, I think it probably has slipped, but again, I don't think it's slipped as much as maybe people might think it has slipped I, I, I think football has changed and yeah okay maybe it's slipped a little but it, it hasn't slipped that much like it, you can't use the county team as a barometer because there, the talent it seems to be spread over more county over more clubs. clubs but if you just so you're just looking at the senior champions they're still doing it as good or as poor as they've always done in Ulster uh, running teams that go on and win Ulster pretty close so I think what's happened is football has changed the standard slipped but it's you know hasn't slipped as much the Gales being the exception they had a real gem of a team and they've probably while every team might have slipped you know one one out of ten the Gales might have slipped one and a half out of ten you know everyone's talking about Luna Bar Cavan's most vibrant new venue with our big screen TVs live music every weekend and free function room we cater for everyone Luna Bar, Main Street Cavan, the newest hotspot in town. Hmm, interesting. I, I, I actually feel, Damien, that the Gales are still in transition, even though they're, they're the champions. I feel they are still in transition. That like last year was was not their best team, and it was still the old, more experienced campaigners that won it for them. Like Sean Johnson was. Man of the match in the final, Mickey Ling conjured that point at the end for for a few players. Would Chesty. have and Chesty, of course. Yeah, I still feel they are in transition a little bit. Mickey, do you, they feel, do you feel uh, they're vulnerable this this weekend? I think they could be vulnerable this weekend because they're, they're obviously sitting cold. Kingsford have what seven games? Have they played eight. Is this seven, going to be seven eight? and two eight. extra times? Yeah, so this is going to be game number eight now. That might may have took a toll on them physically. We don't know. Like we're her- you two are having an argument, but Philip Tenley can't make the team. Is he injured? Is he not injured? Like maybe maybe you know it's just a physical thing this stage that they've took a lot of knocks and bruises along the way. But you know, I, I'd rather have had the games than to have been sitting idly by twiddling my fingers and watching all the football. Would you rather have seven games? I don't know if I'd rather seven, but I'd rather have I'd well, that's and, and two extra times. As a manager, Damien, would you rather have come in with having had two games 
and or rather have seven tough games and two extra times. If I if I was a manager, if I was sitting either in in uh, Niall Lynch's shoes or in uh, Corrigan Dom Corrigan's shoes, I'd rather be Niall Lynch for the simple reason that those seven games have given him a chance to get um, Joe Dillon game time, Park Faulkner game time. Um, Philip Smith coming back again from having played the first one, getting injured, and now he's all of a sudden back eight weeks later. So I, I'd rather be in Niall Lynch's shoes for for that reason. But having said that, seven games is a hell of a lot. I think he's actually just lucky that that he hasn't. It could have gone the other way. If you remember last year, Lacken had a run of four or five games in total, and every game they picked up a big injury. It was somebody important. Kingscourt don't seem to have done that. So I, I do feel as jaded them a little bit. I thought they looked heavy legged on Sunday. Yeah, I agree. But you're right that they, they've brought in, and I tell you what else has happened: their two half forwards, Kerry and Corrigan, have improved. No with end. those games, unbelievable. They're, yeah. they're, those two lads have been transformed since the start of the championship. Mm. They're actually two of their main forwards now. Completely agree. Completely mm. agree. So, but by just simply by playing those games, they're they're physically getting you know better all the time. Like the wing forwards are doing such an amount of work and running. That with every game they're just improving their capacity to 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 do that. I I I thought Niall Lynch played it lovely at the weekend. Like he he knew that. Yeah, and the argument earlier was Joe Dillon played a game and a half, right? But he he knows that realistically they didn't. They're not going to win a championship unless they get Joe Dillon playing on the pitch. So you know, we're, are they going to beat the Gales if they hadn't started Joe Dillon the last day? Like who's to say they start Joe Dillon this day or not? But at least now he has a game, full game in, in the mm, tank. Yeah. And it was a risk. He played him, kept him on. They came through it, and they won the game by whatever five points. And then. Joe Dillon and Joe now has, has those has that in the legs, yeah, petrol yeah. in the tank. So I, agree with you. I think he. I don't know. He probably was just thinking, I have to win this game. But at the same time, it's just worked out lovely for him that you know Joe, Joe now has that game under under his belt and would benefit from. Not saying that he should start him the next day. I'm just saying that now he has an option that he can play it either way with Joe. Well, before this, he would have really only had one way to play Joe against the Gales, and that would have been coming off the pinch. Now he has the option. Yeah, yeah I coach. think Niall Lynch has played a blinder in the last couple of weeks because they were in a pretty bad, pretty bad shape. They, they just seemed to have run out of road, and they were going nowhere a few weeks ago. We saw them against Rangoon, and they were very poor. They the bridge looked lost. like it was collapsing, like yeah. But he, he's just—it's like Indiana Jones. Well, he, he took the scalpel <laughs> to the team, <laughs> yeah, and he, he's getting the best out of Barry Riley now. Like, that was a big move, bringing him out. He he has reinvigorated Toasty as well. We brought him, put him inside. He played a couple of great games, and he's back out playing well around the middle. And suddenly he's got options. Keen McCardle, well, fellas like that coming back again. And 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 we didn't think we'd go a half an hour, but we already are. But is, isn't it isn't it very interesting though that Toasty's back playing the role that he played for Cavan when he was at his very best in 2013 as the sweeper between. Shane Gray and Pork Faulkner and as soon as the ball is delivered in towards the full forward line he's the second man on the tackle stripping possession and away to go again like it, it, that that worked so well for Cavan in 2013 and now it's been replicated by Kingscourt mm. yeah, look and with, with his presence there like he's so physically strong it's going to be very hard for a team to run through them with Toasty as a spare man able to step up and, and get uh, body hits in mm. you know even that there but that was that, that was one of the things that was interesting about watching Toasty develop in that role like he, when when he first started playing that sweeper, he was not doubling up in the tackle. You're right, yeah. He was just trying to cut out space. the passes. Trying to cut out the passes in, covering the space, covering the space, and maybe pushing up if the run was coming through. But when he started doubling up in the tackle, man, it, it transformed yeah. the way Cavan were playing at the time. You know? And it was a small, subtle thing that maybe you know people might have missed, but it really, really made a difference to them. And then when they started playing Killian Clark in the full-back line, 
Toasty with doubling up, and then Clark had the legs to actually bring the ball out of pace, you know. Mm. And they yeah. they lost their way somewhat when they started kind of they started trying to develop the game plan a little bit. So yeah, they threw the maybe the baby out with the bad water. Uh, but it was a uh, look at very interesting uh, look at we, we we have run over time a wee bit here, but I hope you all enjoyed it. At the end of the 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 McAvoy Super Value GA podcast, Paul Fitzpatrick still thinks that Calvin football. <laughs> Is going back. Just because you took a bruising from me and, me and Mickey, don't forget <laughs> the thing. I'll, I'll tell you one thing though. I I do think that the standard of the club footballer in Cavan has improved, but we leave it on that note. There's no point in letting you try to come back. Overall, I think that uh, we've we've had a good, interesting debate here on the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast. We'll be bringing you um, probably previews and. Uh, looking ahead to the intermediate semi-finals this coming weekend and the two remaining senior championship quarter-finals on wearecavan.com later in the week. So thanks for listening in. Check out We Are Cavan football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one toward the price of branded labels. McAvoy Supervalue, Virginia. Supporting local. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details.